Have you ever noticed the way that, let's say a kind of like super athlete, let's say like a long distance runner, and a scientist who's in the laboratory all day, rarely gets outside, not moving around a lot, both of them have to breathe air. And they both have to eat and occasionally take care of other physical things. And I know what you're thinking right now, wow, Father, glad we're sitting because that is profound, you know. Um, but it's one of those things where you know that as different as those lifestyles may be, there's a commonality there, right? There's things that they have to take care of, even though both of them are kind of doing very different things still. Our physical needs are there. We have to take care of them, whether we're inside all day, you know, looking over a microscope or running 26.2 miles. You know, it doesn't matter one way or the other. We have to take care of things. And I think that today in this gospel, it's telling us something very similar about the spiritual life. And I'll tell you, there's a danger with this gospel as well as the one we just heard last Sunday. In fact, they're right next to each other in the gospel of Luke. There's no break in between the parable of the Good Samaritan and today's story about Martha and Mary. And I think there's a danger sometimes when it's these different parts of scripture that we've heard a million times. And it's like, okay, I know, I remember we got to serve people, you know, good Samaritan, take care of the poor. And today it's Martha and Mary, some are active, some are contemplative. But I think there's a danger in falling into that trap of just sort of like, okay, yeah, we know this one. No, take the time to kind of go through it slowly. I mean, I even recommend maybe later today, taking advantage of what I'm about to say and read through this again, because when you look at this, it's not as though, you know, one is right and one's wrong and they're just different. No, all of us, by our Christian vocation, by the fact that we're baptized into the body of Christ, all of us are called to be with Christ, to be like Mary here, to sit at his feet and listen to him. Ultimately, our Lord, yes, as we heard last week in the parable of the Good Samaritan, he wants us to do good things, right? He wants us to love as he loves. As we said last week, he wants us to see those in need, those that are hurting. He wants us to be moved with compassion. He wants us to approach them. But he didn't just create us to go out there and be active, to do a whole bunch of good things, right? Because when you think about it, if all he wanted was for us to go out there and just do a bunch of things, he could have made us a bunch of robots, right? I mean, he could have sent out, you know, just folks that don't really, you know, need much other than to be wound up and sent out. No. What did he create us for? To be in communion with him. To love him. To be in his presence and to serve him. To literally have the light of Christ burning in our hearts. We're not called to just be active. And when you look at Martha in this gospel, you know, it says that she's burdened with much serving. Another translation that frankly I like better, instead of the word burdened, it said that she's distracted with much serving. You know, and then what does that lead to? When she's distracted, when she takes her eyes off Christ, then all of a sudden she's full of anxiety and worries. It's all about the work. When really, what does Jesus want? He wants her to sit at his feet and to listen. Now, does that mean that, oh, she's never going to be active again? No, of course not. You know, there are plenty of things that need to be done, but this gospel isn't about how some of us are called to pray and some of us are called to work. No, all of us, frankly, are called to both. Now, like the scientist and the long-distance runner, it may look a little bit different. In fact, 
Now, both of them, as I said, breathe. I would even say they kind of breathe a little bit differently. But they both have to take in that air. And when it comes to prayer, it is the breath of the soul. We're not called to just go out there and be do-gooders. As wonderful as doing good is, we're called into relationship with Jesus Christ. And he wants that relationship with us. He wants us not to just be distracted, but to choose the better part, to be with him. And the thing is, it really doesn't matter what particular role in life we have. All of us, by our baptism, by our confirmation, by the very fact that as Jesus entered a village, as Jesus enters into all of this with us, as he comes to us in the Eucharist, he enters into our lives and he wants us to respond. He wants us to be open to him. I was just on a conference uh, for the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. It's something that Scott Hahn runs. I was there all week. It was wonderful. I'll be sharing things from that with you for a long time to come, I'm sure. But one of the statistics that really blew me away that that got shared in one of the talks was that in the church, 99.962% of the membership of the Catholic Church is the laity. And I, I never, you know, I always knew that we priests don't make up the majority, right? But I didn't realize that it was less than 0.1%. Um, and so when you think about that, it's not as though it's just the priests that are called to pray. Everybody else get out there and work. No. Ultimately, all of us are not just Catholic. We're not just followers of Christ so that we can do good things. Yes, that is a result. That's something that when Deacon says go in peace, we go out there and we do, right? We learn from last week. We see. We're moved with compassion. We approach. But first, we're called into communion with him. He loves us enough to be with us all the time. And it doesn't matter what your vocation is. I have some wonderful first responders sitting over here. I have folks that I know are teachers. I know that there are people who are retired, people who are grandparents, who are parents, aunts, uncles. It doesn't matter. All of us are sought after by Christ. He enters in with us and wants us to be with him. Like I said, the runner, the scientist, their breathing looks different. My prayer is going to look different from yours. I'm a priest. You're not. That's fine. Both of us are called to spend time with him. Start somewhere. You know, as I said, it says that you know, Mar- or Martha is distracted by many things. And I know the phone can often be a huge source of distraction, but I'm going to recommend using it as a tool. One of the things that has helped me so much is that I set a timer for my prayer time and then I put the phone to the side. And then it's not like, oh, what time is it? What time is it? No, it's going to tell you when that time is up. Set it for, you know, if you've not been praying at all, set it for 10 minutes. Strive to be there with our Lord for 10 minutes. Read the gospel of the day. Reflect on how you might be like Martha, like Mary. How is Christ entering into your life? Tell him about what is difficult right now. Tell him about what you're thankful for right now. And I'll tell you what, those 10 minutes are going to fly by. Our Lord wants to be with you. He doesn't just want you to go out there and be an employee and come on back and tell him what you did. No, he wants to love you, to be in relationship with you. He's entered into all of this with us. Make sure that today and every day you return the favor and open your heart and let him in. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever.